I want to talk to you about how you can shore yourself up against the coming storm. I wish I could go back to college and learn history, but not from anybody in college now. <laughs> I mean, what, what are they teaching? What are they teaching? Most college grounds have become um, breeding grounds of nothing but Marxist thinking and ideology. Thanks to Hillsdale College, since 1844, his, Hillsdale has been providing an education in faith, freedom, and character. This is the only place I would want to send my kids uh, to college. I personally recommend the Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. And you can enroll, you can enroll online. There's no cost. It's easy to get started. Get your class where you want, when you want it from Hillsdale. Hillsdaleedu.com slash Glenn. Hillsdale.edu slash Glenn. America. Every day we get closer and closer to real chaos in all of our lives. Every day I become more and more frustrated because I feel that people are not paying attention. They're not paying attention. They're going to be surprised when they lose their freedom. They're going to be surprised when you will not be able to hear voices like mine anymore back in 2010 i was sitting at fox and i was looking up at all the monitors of fox and cnn and msnbc and i looked at my staff and i said these things are going to burn themselves to the ground we can't be anywhere near and i started designing the blaze there were about 10 things that i felt we needed to do to be able to be truly independent and prepared for the time Well, the time is here where we take an enormous step and a giant leap in faith to be able to become truly the Alamo. The time is here. We'll tell you about it in 60 seconds. You know, it's not really a crime to shoplift as long as it's under $900, right? I mean, that's really what they're telling you that you should believe right now. The madness doesn't seem to be slowing down. 
the woke mind virus has taken over and uh, every law should be enforced in my opinion but it's not it's not being enforced the good news is you can protect your kids and grandkids from bad ideas by teaching powerful truths the Tuttle Twins want you to uh, want to help you do that with your kids and your grandkids. This week only, you can get a free book, The Tuttle Twins Learn About the Law. It explains how good laws help everybody. And once your kids get these lessons, they'll be much more likely to be immune from these bad Marxist ideas and wokeism because they'll see for themselves the garbage that the teachers are shoveling. Good ideas are the only antidote to bad ones. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the book for free. Just pay for shipping at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Protect your kids from bad ideas. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. All right, I want to show you a snapshot of where we are and where we're headed. Um, Let me play for you some audio these are pro-palestinian activists that are chanting alo akbar at orthodox jews they are praying in prayer police have to separate the two one group praying one group shouting alo akbar here it is Look at the size of that crowd. And you have maybe four guys that are praying. And they are praying with their backs to the crowd. They're not trying to do anything. This is in Teaneck, New York. You've seen this all over the country. Here they are in New York City. They're uh, they're chanting the uh, in the anti-Semitic march. There's only one solution. What what solution is that? It'd be the final solution, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah, because they're also chanting about the Intifada. Long live the Intifada. Now we have. Majority of Muslim mm. Americans believe Hamas was justified in its terrorist attacks on mm. Israel. Jeez. New poll released late last week found the majority of Muslim Americans believe Hamas was justified in committing the horror show against Israel. The poll surveyed 2000 people from October 16th through the 18th to gauge the public's overall awareness and attitudes about what was happening in Israel. Majority overall, 50.6 have a positive opinion of Israel compared to only 12% who have a negative opinion, while 37% were neutral. The two groups um, that had the highest negative views of Israel were Muslim Americans at 36.5 and Democrats at 15.7. The group that had the largest positive views of Israel, Jewish Americans at 85% and Republicans at 64%. The results showed that Muslim Americans were far less educated. Listen carefully. They were far less educated about numerous aspects of the atrocities committed by the Palestinian terrorist, 
than Jewish Americans. For example, only 10% of Jewish Americans were not aware of the fact that Hamas had decapitated babies compared to 34% of Muslim Americans who were not aware. Overall, the overwhelming majority of Americans strongly, about 84%, said Israel had the right to defend itself. About 75% of Americans said that Hamas was not justified in attacking Israel. The numbers from the Palestinian Americans are very high. And notice what they said, that they weren't educated on the atrocities. Now, you don't get that at school. Where do you become educated on the news? You become educated by what sources you read. And if you have watched lately, the news is spinning out of control. Let me show you something that came from the White House press secretary, KJP, yesterday. She was asked about um, anti-Semitism and listen to what she says. His level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's a rise going on of anti-Semitism. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about. Stop. I just gave you two. I just showed you a crowd of people chanting Allah Akbar to intimidate the few Jewish people that were praying. I just showed you another one. We just had the the chance of final solution, final solution. How about this one? Cut. Uh, let me see here. Cut. I think it's one. Cut one. Play this. He's not going nowhere now. Minneapolis man. He's not going nowhere now. An old man. Hold on, hold on. Hold up. Hold I'm going to get into this. He's not going nowhere now. They're kicking his car. He's not going they tried to now. open it. Now he's trying just to get out. Now they say that he was. They say that he was trying to uh, knife him. He was. He was. He drove intentionally in. But we have aerial footage. Play the aerial footage, please. You see, this guy is trapped. He's coming off of a highway and he gets off and now he's trapped and he's surrounded and somebody opens up his door. What are you going to do? You're an old man. Who are these people? Palestinian supporters. This was a Palestinian march. You have the same kind of people, exactly the same kind of people that are doing these marches as you had lead the marches on Black Lives Matter. Now, where are you going to get that news? My Facebook page has been throttled since July by more than 90%. So if you follow me, you click and say, hey, I'm one of the millions that I want news from Glenn Beck. You're not getting it. Only 10% of what I post goes out to people who want to read my stuff. We are a monster on social media. Monster. No longer. 
I have been talking to you about big tech censorship for a while. And it is time now because we're entering a time when the attack and the final cutting of our throat, I believe, is coming. So the blaze is about to make a major uh, step. Blaze Media is declaring our independence from big tech ahead of the 2024 election to ensure that we can keep bringing you the truth no matter what, but we can't do it without you. Here's what happens. When we write a story, it costs us money. We get our money from advertisers. They cut all of our advertising potential. They do that by demonetizing us and depressing us. So when I have a story I want to get out and you to see, they not only stop you from seeing it, they also demonetize us so we can't make any money on it. Well, you can't do what we do without making money. When publishers host ads on their website, Google and other major ad exchanges can send bots, and these bots crawl their pages for content that they deem is unsafe for advertisers. After finding something they don't like, think the Hunter Biden laptop, something they don't like, COVID origin stories, uh, the Palestinian stories, the truth about what's happening in Israel, the truth about what our country is doing with our money in Ukraine. When they find these things, they demand the ads be removed from the, quote, offending article or else the entire website will be demonetized. When we say, no, this is the truth, they bury the unsa- uh, unsafe content so deep in their algorithms that it makes it impossible for anybody to find. This is the ghettoization of media. This is what they are doing, putting us behind a wall, just like the ghettos. You can talk all you want, but nobody's going to hear you because you're, gonna, you're behind a wall. Now, we've been dealing with this every day for years. But as soon as Biden was elected, it became much, much worse. And we are done playing the game. I've got several things to announce today. If you go to theblaze.com right now, you will see a complete redesign. This is bigger than you think it is. Um, You will see... Um, that it has been a redesign that has news articles, opinion, analysis. Now it also has lifestyle, sports, tech commentary, and more is coming. What you will not see are any ads at all. There are no pop-up ads. There are no non-pop-up ads. There are no toenail fungus ads. There are no ads whatsoever. There are no ads that make it look like you're looking at a story, but you find out it's not a story. This is why this is a big deal. We kick the ad exchanges to the curb. It will allow us to better serve you because you're not going to be distracted by the annoying ads. And we won't be distracted by wondering whether big tech will allow us to monetize the traffic we generate. 
We'll be relying on your direct support for all of it. I have felt since 2010, the only people that should be between us is, is you. There should be no one else between us. We should have no other master than serving you. This is not possible without you, and we're counting on you to make sure that we can continue to bring you the truth and our big tech overlords be damned. The other reason why we're doing this is we need to have a direct contact with you. We want you want you want the Blaze News, you want your programs, then we have to have direct contact or it will be scuttled by algorithms. So, you know, we are taking a huge risk. We are investing in more quality content, including expert analysis, insightful commentary, investigative reporting, really good stuff in the works on that. And we're cutting out the middleman and going all in on you. Millions of people read the articles we publish every day. If you find value in this work, we're asking you to blaze, visit theblaze.com right now and subscribe to Blaze News. Costs you less than a cup of coffee per month to get quality content, the best content we've ever delivered. Um, if you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, the Blaze News subscription is already included in your Blaze TV subscription. So check your email for more information about these, uh, these uh, changes. But all I want you to do right now is just go to theblaze.com and just look at the new ad-free experience and you'll see for yourself how we're pri- prioritizing you. Trying to give you what you need and trying to take everybody else out between us. This is critical if we are to survive because as you see with the president, they're answering a question about anti-Semitism by talking about the Islamophobia. Is, what Islamophobia? Show it to me. What Islam? I can show you all the anti-Semitism. There are lies and there are people that will tell the truth and they will be shut down. We need you. And we will do everything we can to provide you with what you need. So, Payne has got aggressive with you. Uh, getting up in the morning, it's already kicking, kicking you around like a soccer ball, and it only gets worse as the day goes on. I know how it feels. Nothing like a good old frequent debilitating pain to make you feel like doing nothing other than turning over in bed and going back to sleep. Of course, that's not the best option. You know, all it does is allow the pain to continue to win. I know, because I used to give in to mine all the time. May I recommend that you give Relief Factor a try. The three-week quick start is 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and more than a million people have bought Relief Factor's quick start, and about 70% of them have gone on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. Go there now. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-4-RELIEF, or ReliefFactor.com. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, that's ReliefFactor.com, or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. Let me give you a couple of other stories, um, because every time we try to tell you the truth, they demonetize and censor us. 
we have been telling you um, a couple of things that are coming. Uh, first of all, try this story out today. Tyson Foods to bring bug-based protein to U.S. markets after partnering with world leader in insect ingredients. Now, we've been telling you, not made up, not just like, look at, I bet you they're going to make us eat bugs. They talk about it. They say it in their own words at the World Economic Forum. Why do you think meat is going up? Why do you think our food is going up? Two reasons, inflation, and they are crippling the food supply. Now, Tyson is going to upcycle food manufacturing byproducts into high-quality insect proteins and lipids, which will primarily be used in the pet food, aquaculture, and livestock industries. So our beef, our cattle, our sheep, they're going to be eating bugs. Great. Well, you are what you eat, I guess. Now, they did say in this, Tyson revealed that uh, um, some people, some people say that bugs provide high quality, complete protein. They have the nine essential amino acids and they're rich in fiber, iron and calcium. And they have said that some people are saying they'd like everybody else to eat bugs. But that's not in Tyson's plan. Uh-huh. Okay, well, it may not be in Tyson's plan. It's in somebody's plan. Me just saying that to you now, this program will be demonetized and it will be stifled on algorithm. I believe you should decide. I believe you should do your own homework. You should not take my word for it or the blaze or anybody else. You should be able to go online and find the information yourself. We can help you do that. But we don't ask you to be a zombie and just believe whatever we say. We're providing you with information that happens to strongly disagree with the mainstream media and political narrative of the West. That's the way it is. Help us help you. TheBlaze.com. Just see it for yourself now. The Glenn Beck Program. Considering how much the value of the dollar is going down day by day, it's got to be a huge relief when you can find something that doesn't seem to cost too much. And that's one of the reasons I love CarShield. You don't have to worry about how much it's going to cost you if your car breaks down because CarShield allows you to lock in the price and the coverage of your plan. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as $100 a month. Flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts, and CarShield administrators will handle all of the paperwork and repairs so you don't have to. Maybe most important of all, considering the you know, whole inflation thing, you get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up. No matter how many claims you file, it'll never go up even as mileage on your car increases. It'll never go up. Car Shield. You're going to love it. CarShield.com, 800-227-6100. 
800-227-6100, carshield.com slash Beck, and save 20%. Visit theblaze.com, explore the all-new, ad-free experience, and see for yourself how we're standing up against the censorship regime. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So the White House had a hard time yesterday uh, saying, yeah, there's some anti-Semitism going up. And I think we've all seen it. But again, the White House and the media is expecting us just to not see it. You cannot deny what your eyes see and what you hear, at least today. I may have to amend that when... AI is fully engaged and we're we can't believe what we see or hear. But at this point, we can and we see it in our own areas. I uh, I'm going to save this for later. <laughs> um boy, I want to tell you something really bad. I've seen it in my own neighborhood, but um it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Now, there's been some headlines over the weekend. AP News. Detroit Synagogue President Samantha Wool f- fatally stabbed. Fox News. Michigan Jewish Synagogue President Samantha Wall found dead outside Detroit home. NBC. Detroit Synagogue President found fatally stabbed outside her home. ABC News, Detroit synagogue president found stabbed to death outside her home. New York Times, synagogue leader is killed in Detroit, but motive is not known. Okay. I, I find it a great coincidence, but the New York Times is the one that got this right. Here's what we know. Saturday, 40-year-old Samantha Wool of Detroit, Michigan, was found dead outside of her home with multiple stab wounds to her body and a trail of blood leading back to her home. She was the president of the board of the Isaac Gree Downtown Synagogue. Their website said they are the only freestanding synagogue in the heart of downtown Detroit. Outside of her prominent role of the Jewish community, she's also an active member of the Democratic Party. She worked on multiple campaigns and is an aide to the Democratic Congresswoman, Elisa Slotkin. As far as the murder goes, that's all we know. Now, the murder is set on the backdrop of war on Israel and growing support of Hamas and their anti-Semitic mission, including here in America and including huge anti-Semitic rallies in Dearborn. It's happening on our college campuses all over. In America, Jews are afraid of being targeted for their faith. But we also know Detroit has the third highest homicide rate per capita in the country. Right now, there is no reported evidence that Samantha Wool was targeted because she was Jewish. We don't know that. The police chief is asking that no one jumps to conclusions yet. Investigation is just getting started. No clear motive at this time. Even the Michigan office of the Anti-Defamation League said we urge the community to refrain from speculation and allow law enforcement to gather facts. Online, there is a wave of people 
laying this murder at the feet of Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. She's one of the most anti-Israel voices in Congress, and I am absolutely no fan of hers. The murder seems to have been taken, uh, taken place in the congressional district that neighbors hers. Now, I don't like Rashida Tlaib. She's wrong about Israel. I think she's a massive anti-Semite. But that's all we have. Can we blame her for awful ideas? Yes. Can we blame her for murder? No, we don't have any facts yet. Here's the thing. Our job is to try to get the story right. And you cannot get the story right if you are rushing to publish. I could easily come on the air and play all the clips that Talid is spreading the lies of Israel. She is just spreading lie after lie after lie against Israel. And then I could tell you about the pro-Palestinian marches in Dearborn right next door. Then tell you a Jewish woman was murdered. I mean, it's pretty easy to paint that picture. But that kind of picture riles people up into mobs. That's what the media does. If a black person is murdered, they find out if it's a white cop. If it's a white cop, they whip everybody up into their own conclusions. Things might be getting more crazy. But we have to keep our heads. I'm horrified that we even have to wonder if this this woman who was killed in America, in an American city, I'm horrified that we have to even wonder, was it because she was Jewish? But anti-Semitism is a real threat, and I'm afraid it's going to get worse because it always done, uh, always does when Marxism begins to erode a country. The threat is real. We don't know about this murder. Senseless and evil. That's all we know right now. But we will follow this story. We have to remain clear-eyed and vigilant. We have to wait and see. There is... A, a, a tremendous increase now of the number of Jewish people purchasing firearms after the Hamas attack. After the attack, a lot of people are um, purchasing firearms and learning how to use them. That's tremendous. That's the First Amendment. Protect yourself. I feel for this guy who, who, who was it that was there, um, Pat? It was, a, it was a guy running for city council, I believe, that was one of the guys taking the videos. Yeah, the on Palestinian. The yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Zach. I don't know his last name. We couldn't, we, we didn't find that out, but uh, Zach something or other who is running for city council position. Yeah. Uh, and he was one of the guys who was yelling to follow this guy, to find this guy, just an old man who was trying to get home and blocked by, you know, the Palestinian, pro-Palestinian protest. You know what? It's the street. That's where cars drive. It's not where people stand. (laughs) When did this become a thing? That it's okay to stand in the, and block the streets. I, I I don't think it is okay. And but yeah, this this council candidate 
thought it was, and he's trying to track the the old man down who uh, was just trying to go about his business. There is a um, there's a great story out by uh, Jonathan Turley today that talks about the poll numbers that are coming out. Thirty seven percent of conservatives think that it's okay to engage in violence at this point because the other side is so dangerous. Forty two percent of Democrats believe that. That doesn't lead anywhere good. Nowhere good. Um, you know, in my mind, there have been, there are, well, I've always described them as exits. You're passing all of the exits. And when you pass that exit, you've shut down more options. Mm -hmm. And, um, before we get there, uh, there's, there's like three things that, I have left on for me that I'm like, okay, if this happens, then we do this. If this happens, then we do this. And we just take more and more steps to protect the voice, to protect uh, our families and to protect you, to be able to speak to you and protect you. Uh, and things that I will be saying, I think, more and new uh, and new things um, that I have uh, I've known for quite some time, but I uh, time is not right. I always look at the star field. Is the star field rolling faster or slower? And is it rolling away from common sense or towards common sense? The star field is still running away from common sense, and I fear that it is running faster. Um, and this is going to come at us quickly. This is one of the reasons why we're we're testing out to be real honest with you. When we look at the dot com, nobody goes to a website anymore. Nobody goes. You get your news in a feed. That feed is determined by an algorithm. Now. I gave you access to my show prep every day, which is about 90 stories. And that was the first thing that we did. We want to make sure that you can get them directly in your mailbox. The Blaze has, has a, a something like that directly in your mailbox. There is a reason for this. It's not just to give you news, but it is also to make sure that we have a way to contact each other in case. So... We ask you to sign up for that. Now, our next big step, and you'll hear more. There's, We've added a lot to um, theblaze.com. Theblaze.com, we've taken all of the ads out because we are held hostage. When we do ads on radio uh, or on our podcasts, these are advertisers that have been with us for a very long time. And we vet them six ways to Sunday, and they support us. I don't think all of them will be there at the end, but a few will be. Um, We help each other, and we have the same goals. When it comes to selling ads on a website, that's all done by Google. And it's just slots that are available. That's 
that could quickly put a news department out of business. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. So we're going directly to you now. And this is something that I've wanted to do from the very beginning of the blaze, but it is so tremendously expensive. Um, you already will get this uh, with your Blaze TV subscription. Uh, but we ask you, if you're not a Blaze TV member, um, if you get the news from us and it's important, I invite you to go to the website. We're not making it like other websites where you see all the stories and then you click on them. You're like, oh, I'm locked out of that one. We're just relying on you. Um, and asking you, there are some things that are locked up for premium, but it's not like other websites at all. And then those websites also have ads. We have none. We've completely divorced ourselves from that. Please go and see. And for a price of a cup of coffee, you can help us uh, with our news department as we commit to you that we are now entering a new era where we will be doing investigative journalism. Uh, next hour, I'll show you some of the things that we have coming uh, very soon. And uh, we'll do that. Just a minute. Stand by. If you're like most Americans right now, you're definitely feeling the effects of inflation, whether you're watching number of spiral, spiral at the gas pump, feeling like you're getting robbed at gunpoint every day when you buy your groceries. Or, you know, hey, You've got two kidneys. You can sell one on the dark web so you can do some home repairs. This is why you need to reach out to American Financing. It's not right for everybody, but it may be right for you. They're saving homeowners now an average of $700 a month. Their salary-based mortgage consultants will start with a free, no-obligation savings review, and they could help you close on a cash-out refi of your home's mortgage, which could help you get a leg up on those expensive high interest debts like those credit cards. Plus, if you roll in your credit card debt, uh, that interest rate, which could be as high as 20% now, it, you get it down to about 8%, and it, you can completely write that off now under a home loan. They have custom loans to fit everybody, so don't worry about your credit. Find out about American financing and what they can do for you. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Hello, my friends. From behind my cardboard microphone, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. And thank you, uh, Pat, for filling in for Stu, who is yet absent another day. Uh, but, you know. It just doesn't end with him. Whatever. Does it? No, it really yeah, doesn't. It doesn't, really doesn't. Uh, Al Jazeera is reporting today. Social media giants are censoring pro-Palestinian voices among Israel's war. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is Al Jazeera, and remember, uh, Al Jazeera is uh, part of Qatar, uh, or Qatar, uh, as they now say. That is, they are one of the main financiers and supporters of Hamas. 
So congratulations uh, on your Al Jazeera money, Al Gore. Um, Al Jazeera also reports Russia says U.S. will not be at the center of a new world order. No world order is not going to be American centric. Uh, Yeah, that's what Klaus Schwab says. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Um, So we got that. uh, We got that going for us. Obama has issued a new statement on Israel. Uh, He yesterday condemned the deadly attacks launched by the militant group Hamas, uh, called it an unspeakable brutality. And he said Israel has a right to maintain itself. But even as we support Israel, we should also be clear that how Israel prosecutes this fight against Hamas matters. In particular, it matters as President Biden has repeatedly emphasized that Israel's military strategy abides by international law, including those laws that seek to avoid, to every extent possible, the death or suffering of civilian populations. So, wait a minute. Hang on to the thing. So, when Israel says, here's a map on how to get out, here's a time you should be out by, Mm-hmm. And then gives them days and days and days. That's not enough. You're seeing the shift ground, uh, the ground shift right now. You're seeing these people who came out and pretended to be huge supporters of Israel because they had no other choice. And they're now subtly moving the uh, the scenery behind and saying, yeah, of course, but I didn't know they were going to do this. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Barrel Buddy. Um, Bob Wallace wrote in about Barrel Buddy. He said, I spent 40 years in law enforcement, first as a badge and gun federal agent, then as a private contractor. <gasps> Those evil private contractors. I, I use just about every product on the market to clean my firearm. This one is now my favorite. The circular cleaning with the bore cleans the grooves better than anything I've ever seen without the possibility of scratching the bore. It lives up to its claim. It is worth every penny. Nothing like a happy customer. Here's the thing. Barrel Buddy is made entirely in the United States. It's a company that shares your values and my values. It's a parallel economy that we're building, and it has some great things in its favor. If you're serious about taking good care of your guns, Barrel Buddy is the way to go. It is, it's game-changing, absolutely game-changing in cleaning your gun. Go to BarrelBuddy.com today. That's BarrelBuddy.com. Do it now. BarrelBuddy.com. Fifteen seconds. You know, today is a great day to get a warranty. Actually, any day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. That's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. All the unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater, they're not going to break the bank because covered repairs and replacements are all taken care of. Having reassurance is something to celebrate. Choose the plan that works for you and your budget. When a covered item in your home breaks, all you do is contact American Home Shield. Their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry. Be warranty. 
Go to ahs.com slash Beck and save 20%. That's ahs.com slash Beck and get 20% off any plan. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. America, welcome to Tuesday. Well, the New York Times has made a sobering admission about their coverage on Israel. Wow. So big of them to do this. Wait until you hear their apology in 60 seconds. So you're standing there in the store. You got a set of towels in your hands. Are you sure they feel soft? Do they even say absorbent on the tag? How great is that? Nah. Turns out, when you get home, not so great. The moment you get them home and you try to use them, they turn out to be like burlap. Not so much with my towels from my pillow. They actually work. They're soft and extraordinarily absorbent. And now my pillow is announcing two brand new lines of my towels for you to try. They're made with amazing ring spun cotton, which makes them absorbent and soft. And you can get a six-piece towel set for an amazing introductory price at $29.98 with a promo code BECK. You can also get the designer premium line for just $20 more. Now, that would be the one my mother would purchase, you know, for company. That never comes over! No matter what you decide on, 50% in savings. The towels actually work, which is a unique concept. To find this offer, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Check out the new My Towel six-piece towel set. Get 50% in savings. Remember, enter the promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117. It's 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. The New York Times has issued an extensive mea culpa yesterday, admitting its journalist relied too heavily on claims from Hamas about the Baptist Hospital bombing. Wow. Surprise. You mean Hamas uh, wasn't telling the truth? The first headline declared Israel strikes and kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. Second, at least 500 dead in strike on Gaza Hospital, Palestinians say. And the third... At least 500 dead in blast on Gaza Hospital, Palestinians say. 
Wow. Okay. So yesterday I told you how to judge the news, right? How can you possibly trust? Who can you trust and how can you possibly figure it out? I told you the way to do that. And this is, this is applicable for your entire life. The way you do that is if someone can't get the big things right, you don't listen to them. For instance, if they've bought into the lie that men could be women. Okay. Nope. So in this case, has the New York Times claimed that men could be women? Yes. In fact, they've claimed that people like uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is the most beautiful woman in the world. Now, I've seen women my whole life, and I've seen men wearing makeup and a dress. And that's what that's what that is. I mean, God love Bruce and and uh, and what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. Mm -hmm. God bless Caitlin. And I'd say that to her face. I'd call her Caitlin. But if she said, Glenn, you know, I'm really a woman. I'd say, Caitlin. No, I don't know that. You're a man. You're a man. And that's okay. Whatever. But I'm not going to deny the reality. Okay. If you can't get the big ones right, you should never listen to them. That's your family member. Nothing. If they can't, if they've already bought in to the lies, they're not going to be able to judge. And so you don't listen to them if they've ever lied to you. Now, this is a way now. Let me switch it around. This is the way the New York Times could have avoided this. Has Hamas ever lied to the New York Times? Yes, they have. Have they ever lied to the entire world? Yes, they have. Okay, I'm not going to take you as the source. I'll look for another source. Okay, it's just that easy. That stops you from having to do what the New York Times just did apologize to the world it's not just the new york times just didn't get it wrong the new york times leads the coverage in so much of america and the world if the new york times says it it's so and so when the new york times came out immediately and said israel bombed the hospital people in newsrooms all over america and the world said well the new york times says it so it's got to be true no has the New York Times ever lied to you about COVID? About its origins? About Anthony Fauci? About the Great Reset? About the Caliphate? About anything? Have they lied to you? Yes, so dismiss them. And I really recommend for those who want to save journalism, they do the same thing. This is what the problem is. Nobody has learned. They, they were told that the Russia hoax was uh, Russia. It was real. They were told that that wasn't Joe Biden's son's laptop. It was. They've been told all these things over and over again by the same people who are telling them lies today. And they just keep accepting it. No. No. You lie to me once as a source. I'm done with you. Meanwhile, Rashida Tlaib, 
triples down on her Gaza hospital bombing comments. She, of course, was quick to use the New York Times and saying even the Times said this. Now, there, there's all kinds of evidence that, uh, including in their own words, that it was the Islamists in Palestine that bombed the hospital by accident. Okay. So who are you going to believe? Well, it will depend on who you get your news from. If your news is friendly to Rashida Tlaib because she's a trusted source, you can't trust it. Every time we come out and we tell you the truth, we are penalized by big tech. We are penalized by the government and the state and big tech. In July, I produced a special on the Great Reset, and I posted a clip uh, from it to Facebook. The clip received a false fact check from Facebook. The fact that they, they linked to had nothing to do with what I was talking about in the video. Nothing. But that didn't matter to Facebook. And ever since that Facebook check, my Facebook page has been completely throttled, almost choked out of existence. The reach of my videos has dropped by 90% and still hasn't recovered. Earlier this summer, Lauren Chen posted a video to Blaze TV YouTube channel where she said something totally obvious about transgenders, uh, transgender issue, something we all agreed on six seconds ago. But it's now considered hate speech. Well, YouTube removed the video and locked down the channel for a week. Then they threatened that if they didn't stop misgendering people, they would demonetize the channel entirely. Sarah Gonzalez at The Blaze had the audacity to state a perfectly obvious fact about gender on YouTube. The powers that be decided she needed to be silenced. Her content was removed. She was locked out of her YouTube channel, and her channel will remain demonetized unless she deletes dozens of videos from her channel. During the pandemic, nobody, nobody was more on point about what was going on than Daniel Horowitz. From the Wuhan lab leak to the insane mask mandates, Horowitz was one of the earliest voices exposing the lies that fueled our response to the pandemic. As a result, virtually every one of his columns had to be kept off Facebook and Twitter. Google demonetized every single one of his COVID articles and buried them so deep in their search algorithm, they were, it was almost impossible for anyone to find. Of course, Horowitz has been proven right again and again, but he has become blacklisted by big tech. His content is still being throttled. We have got to find a way to get away from big tech. After we reported on Hunter Biden's laptop story, NewsGuard labeled us as a, quote, super spreader of misinformation. Over a story that turned out to be 100% true? That's how big tech and our ruling elites do it. They decide what they want to suppress, and then they use all sorts of tactics and leverage 
and they leverage all of the players in big tech to crush it. All of this is why we're announcing today what we've announced. We need to do battle against big tech. We have to have the audacity to post anything on the platforms that we invested our own time and money to grow. That's the way it should be. We believe something is true. Then you fight it out in the battlefield of ideas. You don't silence people. We cannot have platforms that they can touch. We have to have a platform they can't touch. They can't influence. And they cannot silence. I want you to go to subscribe dot blazemedia.com subscribe blaze media subscribe dot blazemedia.com and help support the work we're doing together we need you to uh support our efforts we have gone all commercial free all ad free on theblaze.com see it we have also done something else we have upped our uh commitment to content hopefully you have already visited the blaze.com you've seen the new website design elevated content no ads whatsoever but that's not all that we have in store for you more on that in a minute jason wrote in about his dog's experience with rough greens he says ginger loves rough greens she's four and she can be a picky eater but with rough green, she eats her food immediately and she keeps more energy and she's more regular. Can, can I just ask that we don't talk about the regularity of dogs? I mean, is that too much to ask? Uh, rough greens keeps her heating, eating healthy. Sounds like Ginger uh, started enjoying rough greens right out of the gate. And now I'm glad that she's so regular. Uh, rough greens not a dog food it's a supplement developed by naturopathic dr dennis black that you sprinkle on the dog's food remember brown food is dead food you want the greens that's why it's called rough greens and it is actually green the folks at rough greens are so confident your dog is going to love it they have a special deal just go to rough greens r-u-f-f greens.com slash beck that's rough greens.com slash beck or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Your first trial bag will be free. You just pay for shipping. So call them today, 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. This is how big tech and our ruling elites do it. They decide they want to suppress a story and they use all sorts of tactics and they leverage all the players in big tech to crush it. We have been demonetized more times than I can count for telling the truth about COVID, the BLM riots, government corruption, vaccine safety, that's a big one, and so many more. Stories that we were willing to take the hit on because they were things you needed to know about. We've been demonetized over and over. And honestly, fine, who cares? But what does matter is the truth. Every time they demonetize a story or label it as misinformation and lies, they just suppress it so no one gets to hear the actual truth. 
Most Americans get their news on social media, in their feeds, and big tech uses the demonetization and misinformation labels as tools to make sure those stories never get to your feeds. Well, we're sick of it, and we've decided to get rid of them entirely. We've removed all ads on Blaze News because we've decided rather than being dependent on ad exchanges, we'd rather rely on you. And we're investing in more quality content like expert analysis, insightful commentary, and real authentic investigative reporting. Go to theblaze.com to check out the all new ad-free experience and see for yourself. I think you're gonna love it. So there is something that we're also very excited to tell you about, uh, and that is Blaze Originals. This is a new docu-series that uncovers untold stories, shed light on hidden truths, and will provide fresh perspectives on the most critical issues of our time. We are not going to apologize for the approach. We are bringing you the stories that demand attention, stories that the mainstream media tries to bury. We will ask the questions no one else will seemingly ask. In Blaze Originals, you're not going to find spin, political correctness, hidden agendas. <laughs> Our agenda is the truth, because truth has no agenda. What you'll find is raw, unfiltered journalism. Our first episode is dropping very soon, and it's about the fires in Lahaina. In this episode, we aim to reveal the truth that the authorities and mainstream media seem to want to conceal. We investigate the suspicious, that's hard, easy for you to say, suspicious circumstances surrounding the fires, seeking the answers to the questions that have left many in the community asking, what sparked these blazes? What could be hidden in their destructive path? Here's a quick preview. They blocked off all the exits. My car's on fire at the bypass. the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history. The story didn't end with the wildfire. It started with it. 911 emergency may help you. Is there an like, evacuation order? And if you have to evacuate, where the f*** are we supposed to go? I can't believe this. I can see the powers that be wanting to just erase everything. Could it be that there are nefarious interests that wanted Lahaina to go away? This would be a interesting investigative lead. I'm already thinking about ways for the state to acquire that land. We were second class citizens. Lahaina has been raped long enough. People died because there were roads that they couldn't escape and that they didn't know. We gotta get out of here. Just go. I have this survivor's guilt, but I still have a roof over my head. They wanted us to forget the story, but we didn't forget. We're trying to evacuate, but there is no, there is like no way out. The first um, episode uh, will will be on Lahaina and what really happened, and that comes out in the beginning of November. We hope to do, I don't know, 10 or 12 of these. Uh, some of them will be hosted by me as we have uh, put an entirely new team on investigative work. Um, when I do it, it'll be 
part of my investigative team along with the Blaze investigative team because we are going to go deep to try to unveil the truth. Um, we're also very excited to introduce something else, and I'll do that uh, next hour. We're doing these things. By the way, all of this, if you're already a member of the Blaze, you get all of this. Um, but if you're not a member of the Blaze, we would ask that you would become one. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn, I think. There is a, a new... Um, there is a, a new uh, web address. Yeah, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn. You're going to get $36 off your subscription with the promo code Glenn Plus. Glenn Plus. Um, this is for Blaze TV Plus. Uh, you can access the website at any time at theblaze.com, and you can see all of the news commercial free. You'll be able to have access to that even if you don't uh, subscribe, but we would ask that you would. Um, the extra money that we'll be asking for is $4 for the website, and uh, that is going to go to help uh, hire all of the people that we've already hired, so please don't, <laughs> please don't prove us wrong. Um, but uh, it goes to all of the extras that we're going to be doing because we're going to double down. It is... It is high time that the mainstream media starts to respond to us, has to answer to us. My whole career, I have had to answer to the mainstream media. Why? They have no credibility and no one is watching them. It's time for someone to lead the way. We need your help doing it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn Plus. Do it now. Another thing that we want to excited to announce, we're going to announce next hour. So stand by. The Glenn Back Program. Trying to lead a normal life when you're dealing with pain day in and day out is sort of like trying to inflate a hot air balloon with a hand pump. Uh, yeah, not gonna, not really gonna work. Uh, if there, if there is a way out of pain, would you want it? What if you would just try it? Because I didn't think it would work, but it did for me. If you've been dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. 70% um, of the people who take Relief Factor find out that it works for them. Now, that means there's about 30% that they don't find any relief. I think it's worth 20 bucks to find out if you're the one that finds relief. Don't you? Take it as directed for three weeks. After that three weeks, you'll be able to see whether it works or not. If it does work, just keep on taking it. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. You can call them at 800-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF or ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. If you're not already a subscriber of Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get $36 off your subscription with the promo code Glenn Plus. That's the word plus, not the symbol. Glenn Plus, P-L-U-S. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I am always encouraged by people that are willing when they learn something to change um, too many are not uh, and that includes people like me 
I have learned things. And if you are honestly seeking knowledge, you're honestly seeking truth, you're bound to change from time to time. Uh, it's essential that you do. Otherwise, you get stuck in old thinking uh, and you you lose the ability to help, really, quite honestly. Uh, Dr. Tabia Lee, she was uh, the head of a college DEI program. So you would immediately say, gee, Glenn, why are you having Dr. Tabia Lee on? Um, because she's somebody who went in and found that this is really harmful. This is not actually making sure all voices are heard. Uh, and she left and has been in a lawsuit uh, with her former college. But I, I wanted to talk to her because, A, I respect her. B, uh, she's also talking about anti-Semitism on the campus. Dr. Tavia Lee, welcome to the program. Hi, Glenn. Thank you for having me today. You bet. This must be weird because I bet you never thought I'd find myself hanging out one morning with Glenn Beck. But <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah, right. So, uh, so, uh, so, Doctor, tell me what your experience was. Yes, um, you know, when I was hired at De Anza College as a faculty director, um, it was after many years of working in higher education as a as a part timer, if you will. Um, you know, after I got my doctorate, those those job offers, you know, for the tenure track just didn't come pouring in like I thought they would. <laughs> mm. um, but the one silver lining of the pandemic for me was that. Um, you know, all of these positions opened up um, and, you know, colleges needed extra hands, if you will. Um, and I was one of those folks that was hired on. And it was a, a job that, you know, had a job responsibility and title that, you know, everyone had kind of always said, Lee, you need to be like a director somewhere. You know, you don't need to just be in your classroom anymore. You need to share your knowledge with a wider you know, group of colleagues and, and impact an institution. And, and this was a, a job that provided me with an opportunity to do that position as a faculty member. And um, so the things that, that took place almost immediately uh, as I began to do my work, um, let me know that I was in an environment that I had never been in before. Um, and it was like I was in a, in a twilight zone almost. Uh, it was all immediate within two weeks after, you know, starting, starting my work. So when, when you took the lead role on DEI, what did you think it was? Yes. Yeah, so this was a, a, a position to lead a facu uh, um, an institution-wide transformation around three topics, which was my office role. Um, equity, social justice, and multicultural education. And when I interviewed for it, it was a lengthy process. And, and you know, I was uh, very forthright with them about who I was. And they kind of revealed to me some of their pain points. And one of the things they said was, uh, the panel said was, um, you know, the office you'll be working for, they're a little too woke. And, you know, that's why we're looking for someone to come in and bring a balance. And I said, well, can you tell me what you mean by woke? <laughs> because people use words all the time. And, um, they have different meanings for them. And so I'm always someone who's looking to get at the heart of what is someone actually talking about? And they said that, well, when faculty goes to your office, you know, if you're selected as a candidate, um, they feel uncomfortable. They're accused of being racist. 
Um, they're told that they're teaching wrong. Um, and so a lot of faculty doesn't engage. And I said, well, based on that definition that you're telling me, you know, I'm definitely not woke. <laughs> um, you know, what I seek to do is I seek to bring people together from diverse and divergent perspectives and, you know, um, and to identify points of commonality. Um, even if we seem really different, I think we can always find a way to serve our students. And so that was, you know, my statement. And from that, I advanced to the next stage and I did even a teaching demonstration for them on calling people in instead of calling out. Um, and so everything was focused on that, you know, point that they raised about the negativity coming from the office. And I was selected uh, for that position. And I was delighted to be selected because this was, again, you know, things I focus on, uh, an opportunity to bring mm -hmm. people together in dialogue and make a positive change in the community. How long did it take you before you were called the wrong kind of black person or uh, hmm. quoting a dirty, uh, dirty Zionist? Oh, yes. So that was uh, within two weeks. Um, you know, as I started off, Glenn, I'm someone who I don't assume I know anything or that I have a solution going in. I want to see what people on the ground are saying. Yep. So um, I did over 60 hours of needs assessment conversations um, with faculty, administrators, staff. And during this, one of my first ones was with one of my staff members. And they told me that, you know, this job, they were a final candidate. Um, this job should have been theirs. And they said, um, you know, they don't know who I am or what my commitment to equity is and, you know, why I've come in um, and swooped this out from under them. But they assured me that I would have a rough road ahead of me. And from that, that was the same person who a couple of weeks after that initial meeting with them, um, while I was meeting with my team, we had already had some kind of informal meetings, you know, um, and it just seemed like they were a very casual group. And, and remember, I needed to do some strategic planning to do an institution-wide transformation. And so I, I wanted to bring some structure. And so I said, um, you know, great. It's been great meeting with everybody, you know, past couple of weeks and so forth. Um, just tell me a little bit about how you all take notes. How do you, you know, um, track what you've done in the past, what you're doing in the future? And they said, oh, we just kind of meet and we, we talk once a week. And I said, well, I, I've made this Google Doc and all of us can edit it. Um, and, you know, you can put in ideas for agendas. And, and since I'm so new, maybe you can tell me some of your projects that you're working on and I can see where I can fit in. And the same person who told me my job should have been theirs, um, they said, stop what you're doing right now. And I was like, kind of taken aback. I was like, okay. I said, what? And I said, okay, I'm listening. And he said, what you're doing right now is you're white speaking, you're white explaining, and you're supporting white supremacy. And we don't do that here. And I said, wow. Excuse me? And, I, and you're, you're African-American, right? I just want to make sure. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. okay. And I, I've worked in education my whole life, Glenn. No teacher or I've, I've never been in a meeting where someone called another person a, a white speaking, white explaining and, and said white and called them a white supremacist. And I'm from the Central Valley here in California. I grew up there, a small town called Lodi. Um, and there, when I, when we hear white supremacists, it's actual like KKK members, white national right. socialists is what that refers to. And so I was deeply offended and, and everyone on the call, you know, had these smug looks on their faces. And I said, you know, I haven't come in here saying any, calling anyone names, you know, I said, this is, uh, I, I feel very uncomfortable with what you said. And I just explained to them what I explained to you, where I'm from and how I've heard that used. Um, and everyone on the call had these looks of condemnation as though 
I was offending the person who said those offensive words to me. Um, know this and story. this is, yes. And I, and I took it back to my Dean, you know, afterwards. And I said, you know, Hey, this happened and her affect was flat. She had no response. And I said, you know, I'm real uncomfortable. Um, normally I'd be the person who would do some kind of team building or, you know, a communications exercise. But I said, but I'm the target. I said, I need you to bring someone in to talk to this team about, you know, in-group bias and how do you let a new person in and how do you talk to each other with, you know, civil in a civil way. Um, and, and then, um, you know, and, and I need this to be repaired. I said, because this, we can't communicate this way. This is not uh, normal to me. It's very abnormal. Um, she never brought anyone in, um, and I asked her if she would come, and then she ended up being uh, one of the main instigators as well. Um, so that's just that was the environment that started off with my supervising dean and my team. Um, you know, me being called a white supremacist, and you know, and, and I didn't know what they meant until many weeks later. Um, you know, I saw they. I started going to their workshops, and I kept seeing this slide pop up, and it said white supremacy culture characteristics. And one time it had a citation on it. And so I was able to find the white paper where it came from, but it had things going like um, being on time, um, being objective, <laughs> yep. um, setting an agenda. Yep. Yeah. And these are like personality characteristics. Mm -hmm. And I said, what is that? But, but at our California community colleges, that's being held up as a framework for people to work from, and they're, they call it that they're dismantling uh, white supremacy. And the way that they're doing it is by not elevating those characteristics and, I guess, uh, castigating anyone who, who demonstrates them. And to me, all the characteristics were things I had always taught my students to do to be successful in life. Exactly they're not white right. supremacy. Exactly you know, right. These are just, you know, yes. so I just, that's how it started. That's how it started. And from there, it um, at every turn, it was becoming clear that I was working from a different understanding of social justice, uh, right. you know, from them. And I had to really figure that out while I was in it, which was an interesting thing, because, again, all my institutions I had worked at before, you know, they, they, they use a classical definition, you know, hindsight's 2020. Um, but, you know, here they were using a, a critical definition and Correct. it was this focus on, you know, claiming that America is a white supremacy, a nation founded by white supremacy. Um, that's one of their core things that they put, even the academic Senate made a resolution stating that. Um, and I pushed back on that. That made me an enemy again. I said, you know, no, America's found it to me and to others here. And I, they're too afraid to speak because the environment you all have created. I said, it's founded on fairness and equality. You know, whether we've lived up to it or not is something we can all debate. But I wow. disagree. I said, that in there. And they said, no, we were, we're rejecting that. It's found you, on white supremacy. That's final. And they put that in a resolution that the faculty signed. You are an absolute unicorn. Um, hang on, because I, <laughs> I want to take a quick break and come back and just have you quickly tell the story about what you found with the with the uh, anti-Semitism on uh, the campus as well. Back in just a minute, out of the terrible tragedy of 9-11 came the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. Tunnel to Towers is there to support the families, our first responders and our veterans when they don't come home or they're severely injured in the line of duty. The foundation will pay off their mortgage. It lifts their financial burdens. And through their Gold Star Family Home Program, their fallen first responder program, they do exactly that and give the family stability. 
With their smart home program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders can get their independence back with a mortgage-free home that is specially adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Through their Homeless Veterans Program, Tunnel to Towers has helped over 2,000 people this year stay off the streets of their country that they signed up to protect. Please, join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Can you help by donating $11 a month at tunneltotowers.com? That's T, the number 2, T, dot org. Sorry, uh, T2T dot org. That's uh, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Well worth your time. Well worth $11 a month. T, the number 2, T, dot org. Glenn Beck. Dr. Tabia Lee is with us. She is a senior fellow now at Do No Harm uh, Medicine. Uh, and she was at um, some universities or uh, some, uh, uh, what would you call it, just college or is it a technical college? I'm sorry, Tabia. So this was a community college, community California college. Community College. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, you, were, um, you were experiencing, as the DEI director, you're experiencing, uh, wow, uh, they don't define things the same. Then you started noticing, because you were talking to students, what's happening, and several Jewish students came and said, I feel unsafe here. And what happened? Actually, um, actually this, was during, um, this was during my needs assessment conversation. So this was conversations with faculty, um, mm-hmm. staff, and administrators. Multiple times it was mentioned that there was a problem with anti-Semitism on the campus. Um, and they gave, gave me several examples, like the academic calendar starting uh, for decades on uh, Jewish High Holy Holidays. Uh, I, stories were shared with me about things that happened before I came. Um, our student government um, basically subverted a uh, effort of the Jewish Student Union to bring forth a definition of anti-Semitism, the IRA definition. Um, instead, the uh, student government ended up uh, making a counter proposal, and then they made n- no definition of anti-Semitism, but they condemned Israel. Um, and so that was very disappointing to the students. Um, I also heard about the students um, uh, being uncomfortable because of anti-Semitic flyering. This is all before I got there, you know, and pe- people were sharing these stories with me. Um, and telling me the environment of fear and exclusion that had been created for uh, Jewish students. And I was on, as part of my director responsibilities, a group called the Equity Action Council. And uh, what I discovered there, Glenn, uh, they, they weren't focused on equity. To me, equity means fairness, the, the textbook definition. They were talking about something completely different. Um, and then they weren't focused on action either. Uh, so it was a big time waster on the taxpayer dollar. Um, mm. And this group gets funding too. And um, our local Hillel um, director came to the Equity Action Council and uh, they shared information about, you know, the uncomfortable environment for students. And they asked, they urged us please to act and they offered to assist. And they gave us some recommendations in written form because uh, they said they they had come and talked to several people, you know, before and nothing ever happens. And they were hoping, you know, to to see some changes. When we took these recommendations back to our team meeting, um, I said, wow, you know, 
I'm first, I'm offended uh, by the way that one of the staff members, as these guests were talking, they were dropping resources into the chat box, like, uh, here's a link to Students for Justice for Palestine. Uh, this is a good mm-hmm. resource to learn about anti-Semitism. Um, here's a link to Jewish Voices for Peace and so forth. They were wow. giving... Um, things, resources that were antithetical to what the people were speaking about. And I said, I found that disrespectful. And, and, and they said, well, it wasn't disrespectful. You, you and your guests, they, call, they called it, were sharing resources. So we shared ours. Oh, my gosh. And I said, I, okay. I, I, I tell you, I would, will you please come in? I would love to do a podcast with you where we could spend, you know, an hour uh, without commercial interruption. So, so you and I can really talk because I find you fascinating, brave uh what you're doing now is brave i can't imagine what you've gone through uh and refreshing so could i invite you in i would love to yeah great I remember, oh, it must be 2016, uh, there was a, a Muslim guy who uh, refused to believe that America was as hateful as everybody said it was. He was in a big media center, he was a media guy, and it just didn't sit right with him, so he went to a very, 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 very red place in Alaska. He came back and said, hmm, I think the press has this all wrong. His name is Riaz Batali. He has been on the program before. He's a dear friend, and we welcome him back to talk about what is happening with the Palestinians, Israel, anti-Semitism, all of this in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about Preborn. The world is short on good news right now, but let me give you some. Because of people like you, every single day, the Ministry of Preborn is helping to rescue 200 babies from being aborted. 200 beautiful human beings. What is their future? What will they bring? And it's all because of you. Preborn offers free ultrasounds, so expecting mothers get to meet their unborn child or hear her or or his heartbeat for the first time. That's not all, because it's not about just saving the babies compassion for all people these women coming to these clinics they feel like they're trapped they feel like they don't have any other option 
Uh, nobody's standing by them. They don't have the money. That's also what preborn does. They offer moms maternity clothes, doctor visits. They help uh, the the life of the child and the mom for up to two years because of generous people like you. Will you donate today? Dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Keyword baby. Or you can donate online at preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back or pound 250 keyword baby sponsored by preborn. Riaz. So good to see you. Again. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. It has. Yeah. It has. How are you? I'm good. Parenting. Parenting is worrying and exhausting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and your kids are getting older now. They're six, six and seven. seven. Six and seven. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just wait until they get to high school. I know. Yeah, I know. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm still in the cuddling phase. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't. Uh, don't miss a second of that. Yeah. Don't miss a second of that. I took a video of my daughter. I said, promise me that you will always cuddle. And she said, yes. So I'm like, yeah, will this okay. be useful when she's 13? Like, no, you promised. Yeah, I have right. it on video. Yeah, it won't be. She'll just give you the eye roll. Yeah. But it'll come back around to it. Um, so, Riaz, there is so much misinformation, disinformation, and hatred going on right now. Yes. And so much fear. I can't imagine what it would feel like to be a Jew today. Um, but I know you're Muslim. Mm -hmm. How does it feel to be a Muslim today? I imagine much the same. I think there are, there are four things that both sides have in common right now. And I think that's true of any binary split we see in the world. One is that they are seeing the absolute worst of the other side on their screens. Whether you're a Jewish, whether you're a Muslim, you are seeing the absolute worst of the other side. Two is you're not seeing the absolute worst of your own side. And so we go with these blind spots where we're not aware of our own flaws and weaknesses. Three is that the people in charge represent fewer and fewer of the people that they're yeah. supposed to represent. I mean, all the protests in Israel from January mm -hmm. were saying this is too extreme for us. And and I think everyone felt this tightening, 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 and it was going to spring load, and it did. And, you know, even America, I think the choices we have, I don't know if most people would say, yes, those are the choices I want. And so three is that these people representing represent fewer and fewer. And four is the consequences of those decision makers in their extreme positions, are borne by the average person yes. on both sides. Yes. So that is true of Russia, Ukraine. That is true of Israel, Palestine. Those it's four things are in common. It's absolutely true. And it starts with the screens, is that the darkest part about the screens to me is not that it curates what you like to like. It curates what you like to hate. And that's where we're all walking around with the sense of dread and fear and anger is because we're cultivating a muscle that has never been cultivated to this extent every day, post after post. What do you hate? I like to hate that. I like to hate that. And so that's why we're all walking around primed and angry and rage increases is because these damn screens are designed to make you feel that. Because if the world is burning, you're not going to turn away from your screen. If it's all fine, you can put it down and enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And they said in Facebook, pushed an angry emoji five times harder than a thumbs up. Five times harder, not twice. So everything you're getting is the dire worst. Stories of hope, of connection, don't make it through. 
conflict is it's funny i'm i'm still pitching times in hollywood and people will say what's what's the conflict and i'm like the world is actually burning can can you smell it <laughs> it's actually i can smell the burning of the world yeah. and you want more conflict and there has to be a space for connection because that's where hope comes from and if there's no hope then there's it's all over so that's what you have decided to do with yes. the rest of your life or at least this portion of your life is to connect people but let's let me drill in mm-hmm. a, a little bit here on just what you just said. Um, you said it probably feels a lot like being a Muslim today, except you have people in America shouting. There's only one solution chanting only one solution death to the Jews. Um, and so you have this history of 18 holocausts in the world where the world just turned against and just wanted to kill all of them. So I think that is, that's kind of a special place. You know, there's one thing about anger and rage and it makes you do stupid things, but Hamas, Hamas Mm -hmm. is serious about wiping every Jew off the planet. And that seems to be what a lot of people who are marching are kind of four. Well, I, so the unusual thing about my history is I'm a Muslim, but I was always sent to Jewish schools. And so, mm-hmm. I, and you never knew that. I, I would wake up in a Muslim house in a Christian world where I went to Jewish schools where everyone thought I was Hindu <laughs> because my last name is Patel. And there really is such commonality between Jews and Muslims. And I will say to you, I just turned 50. I have never met a Muslim ever. And I've been to Saudi. I've been that is ever not seen why Israel needs to exist and is not in some ways admiring of, of the Jewish community because of how they've, what they came back from. And I, I do not see, so yes, it's funny. It depends on what echo chamber you're living in, because I would say I have college professors who absolutely say to me, we can't say anything pro-Israel right now because we're going to get shouted down. But I also know in Hollywood that there's one position and one position only and agent, a recent agent, made a statement on the Muslim side, and she was asked to retract it, walk it back. And so, again, because of our screens, we're all living in these echo chambers where one side is completely for Jews and one side is completely against, and yet the solution is going to be somewhere in between where there's compatibility and camaraderie. So let me ask you, mm-hmm. um, um, a, ma- a majority, new poll, majority of Muslim Americans believe Hamas was justified in committing the terrorist attacks against Israel. How would you answer that question? Absolutely not. I would say I do not support Hamas. I think it's a horrible organization, but I understand why it emerged. Like Hamas is a reaction of desperation. An analogy, if you look at January 6th and you see people sort of just going into the Capitol, if you look at that isolated incident, you're like, oh, they're absolutely crazy. They're horrible people. But there's obviously something that happened before that that led them to a point where they were that desperate. Similarly, and again, this is an analogy. This is much more bloody, much more horrible. There is a desperation that has led to this. This is not something, again, when I said the three things in common, I do not think most Palestinians would like Hamas to be in charge. It's the necessary evil that they have because there is no other option for them Mm. that can get them resources. Mm. We talk about our kids being worried about our kids. Can you imagine being a parent and your child does not have access to food and water and healthcare on a daily basis? I know many people from Palestine who are repeatedly strip searched. They try to bring in resources to the family, it's taken. 
it, it is a reaction to something that history started before October 7th. Is it justified? No. I don't like Hamas, but I understand why it ended up that we got this Hamas. I do not think any Muslim would want this. So I, I believe that to be true, mm-hmm. uh, just like I believe the majority of those who went in on January 6th were led by some really bad people yes who uh were just saying things that maybe people wanted to hear i this is my analogy yes so there are um every time i've gone to israel i have met with palestinians Mm -hmm. and i met with jews off the record once the cameras are away and i have always found palestinian parents people who are working now they're usually people who are crossing Mm-hmm. into israel and that's working where the in opportunities israel. are correct and they'll always say the same thing i have no problem At i have all. no problem i just it, it, this is out of control and so it is kind of like how we feel um here in america i think a lot of people feel like i i don't want any of this war I don't want any of this division, but that's where it's going because of our leadership. Absolutely. I think everyone feels we're on the edge of the civil war. Who who do you know who's like, yes, I'm I'm open to this. I'm open to opportunities being gone for the next few years in a civil war. It doesn't make sense. But I think the way it all works is more and more of these extreme positions are taken and the ordinary person is not being represented. And that's true worldwide. So, okay. So how do we deal with, would you compare Hamas, what they did to Nazis? I would say, yes, I think, I think, I mean, yes, in a way, I I think that they are horrible people who are now working from an extreme position. Um, I, I think there's no part of me that supports what they're doing. And I don't know any Palestinians who would say this is the way we would choose. It's sort of like... Uh, now, I'm just talking about Hamas. Yeah, yeah. Why do you hesitate on saying that that's a Nazi tech? Kill all the Jews. I think I was just thinking from a political standpoint of where okay, okay. Nazism started. I was being okay. very specific about yeah. the analogy. I know. I watched yeah, your eyes. You it, were thinking. I was, I was it thinking wasn't like, avoiding. No, it was like sort of yeah. what are the levels? I think in the extreme of we don't want Jews to exist, yes. Okay. Yes. So... Um, when we went in, and this is something I've been struggling with, when we went into World War II, we didn't hate the G- Germans. We didn't hate the Germans. Mm-hmm. We hated the Nazis. How do we separate the Nazis, if you will, from the regular Palestinians? This is tricky when you're talking about a place that is so densely packed. I mean, the, the population of Gaza is so tightly packed that how do you say? And I constantly hear this human shields. I'm like, well, there's nowhere else to go. Well, where? Why won't? Why won't any of the Arab neighbors take take them into their own com- Here's country? Here's a perfect example. In another analogy. At the southern border, southern border, there are tons of Mexicans, Central Americans. They're all Christians. How come we are not just opening up our borders to them? Because we're not though, in that situation. If if they were all being slaughtered like to that. To a large then, extent, they are. People who are coming to the southern border are running away from absolute drug warfare. My point is that there are mm-hmm. other factors. There's economic factors, political factors. Mm-hmm. These are not countries with massive opportunity. When you're saying, why can't they just accept them? Because they're all Muslims, it's there are other factors. There's struggles that they have in their own countries in a similar way that we don't open up our borders in the South, even though even technically we have. 
Even, well, that's that's a separate story. <laughs> yeah. But but the idea is that even though you all worship the same prophet and you're all Christians in some way, there are political factors, there's social factors why you can't just open up your borders. I think sometimes when we look at the Arab world, we're like, you're all Muslims. Why can't you just take them in? But no, there are I other agree. factors. It, it's, it, there's, there's tons of problems in these other countries that they don't have opportunities, similar to America, that we don't have enough resources for our own citizens. So we cannot just open up the borders blindly. But I think if you look at Gaza, that's one thing. That's where Hamas is. But if you look at West Bank, there's also been, without Hamas, massive problems, massive issues that I look at the West Bank as more indicative of the problems because there is no Hamas there. And yet there's no opportunity for these people. And there's still this constant surveillance and this constant strip searches. And I know from people I actually talked to. So to me, the West Bank is very much the better case to look at because there is no Hamas there. And yet the treatment is so horrific for so long. And so extremism does grow when there's lack you, of opportunity. First of all, I don't call it the West Bank. I call it Judea and Samaria, the traditional names. But um, I know people that live there. And I know people, families who have been slaughtered um, by their neighbors, just slaughtered in the middle of the night. I mean... You know. But there's factors behind that. For example, I was showing, someone was bringing up to me because I worked in Saudi. They showed me an article of someone and said, look, they hanged this man because he was gay. And so I went and found the original article and was like, well, no, because it was gay, but because he actually assaulted children. So when you say slaughtered, I don't know, I need to know the specifics of this. I think we tend to paint brown people in, in big strokes. And it's the same way that I think, analogously, white people get like all of them, half America is white supremacist. It's not. I know that. But if you look at the other side, they will say, well, most white people are white supremacist. And the same way, this broad stroke, every time I look at news footage, it's always the same shot of large crowds of Muslims veiled who are wailing, and then all men prostrating in prayer. Which, by the way, there are 15 million of my kind of Muslim Ismailis. We don't pray that way. And no one knows anything about us. And men and women are equal. And prayers are led by a man, then a woman, then a man, then a woman. But no one's ever heard of us because there's a broad stroke being painted here. And that's what the screens do. And so I'd have to know the specifics of this situation. And that's why I'm like, the only solution is for people to actually talk because the edits we're getting are edits. What are you seeing in your edit? What are you not seeing in your edit? All right, back in just a second. Give me one minute. Uh, Iran has wrapped up its rhetoric against Israel, sending oil prices surging, paired with a dip in U.S. oil reserves. Our economy could be in a pinch. If we go to war, we're in real trouble. Biden's decision to release over 40% of the U.S. strategic petro- uh, petroleum reserves might give us a brief break at the gas station, or did, but as uh, things grow more volatile, the question looms reserves at historic lows since the 1980s. Are we safeguarded against any kind of war or potential oil disruption? Right now, in these uncertain times, it is more important than ever you know, they're talking now about, well, we're just uh, we're giving our arms to uh, Ukraine, but we're then buying all kinds of new things. Yeah, you're buying new things. What is that doing to inflation? We are everything is interconnected right now. And with wars and w- rumors of wars, you have to protect yourself in uncertain times. Diversify with gold line. this week. Buy one, five one ounce gold legal tender bar cards and you'll get Two, you get, I'm sorry, one two ounce silver maple flex card, 20 copper Mayflower rounds, and 50 mind your business silver bars. That's all for free 
Call 866-GOLDLINE. Protect yourself. Have stability in your life. Call Goldline. Do your own homework and find out if it is right for you. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So Riaz Patal is uh, with us, a, a dear friend who really is trying to find solutions of connecting people. Um, and you've been going around the country. For doing, years. For yeah. years now. Yeah. How's it going? It is any time I leave a group of people, I am hopeful because they connect. They are able to see each other. They're able to realize that they are not the edits that they see in the screen, and then they're able to talk. And, and it's, it's such a productive element. We know things are divided. We know we feel conflict. This experience, it's an hour, connect effect. And we do it on college campuses. We do it in community centers. We do it at companies, anywhere where there's existing communities that are lacking a sense of connection. And they go through this hour show. I'm an entertainment person. It is actually a show. It's entertaining. Because yeah. when you're entertained, your ego goes down. Mm -hmm. Everything, the problem is that even though we're all living in an information age, connection is not remotely information-based. No. I'll show you an edit. You show me an edit. I'll show you facts. You show me facts. And then we go nowhere because it all goes to the brain and ego. Mm -hmm. This is a different way in that permeates. And so we take this group of people and we hard reset their humanity. And whether we've done it with progressives and liberals, progressives and conservatives in Orange County. We've done it across the gun debate, and people are able to see each other and realize, oh, I don't know you, I know, and it's about people like you, but you I don't know, and then they're able to talk. My lane is personal transformation, so for me, the real thing is the loneliness epidemic, and part of the isolation from screens leads to this polarization. Well, how do I get a hold of you? How does somebody so want to do this? It's info at connecteffect.us, and we go constantly to places. We arrive with our team. There's a technology that we bring. There's a huge part of it that's on a screen, and it goes between the real world and the screen world, because that's the whole thing is we live our lives between two worlds. One of them is real. You and I sitting in this room, this is mm -hmm. real. The edits on our screen are not. They're edits. So important. You're, you're doing God's work. We are trying to get people to realize that there is hope if you connect with people. And it's the most important thing in the world is connection, and it's disappearing. Info at connecteffect.us. Yes. Thanks, Rez. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. When the time comes, are you ready? If something bad goes down, something always seems to be on the verge nowadays, how, how are you going to react? Are you prepared? I always preach preparedness because I think it's, it's kind of like the end of the Bible. Everybody says, we know how the book ends. Yeah, but there's some scary times in there. And the Lord didn't give us that. For the scary time he did, like, you know what? I'm going to freak everybody out after that Jesus thing. It was too soft. Now I'm going to freak people out. No, he said it so we would know what's coming and we wouldn't be freaked out. That's what preparedness does for you. My Patriot Supply sells biomass stoves, off-grid room heaters for power outages, gravity-powered water filters, heirloom seeds, survival gear, everything. Plus... Their survival meals. You can get a three-month emergency food kit right now for every member of your family. 
Just go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Prepare for the fall. Well, no, I don't want to say prepare for the fall. I mean, maybe we have to. Anyway, MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. And don't forget, more on Blaze TV than ever before. We have an announcement coming up. Subscribe.blazemedia.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. That was a, that was a tough half hour. Um, Riaz is a very good friend of mine. I love him to death. Uh, and I think he is a truly honest guy who is truly honestly seeking. And I, I know that because he has changed my mind, my mind on uh, some things and a way to view things. And uh, I've changed his mind and it, is not easy for somebody who grows up with a certain ideology, you know, and I'm talking about everybody to, to say, Oh, you know what? I have that wrong. It's really difficult. I will listen to everybody's point of view. As long as you are seeking, honestly seeking truth. Um, and the truth that I find uh, in the last half hour is that we must look at individuals. Now, I happen to be at a place to where I look at uh, the Palestinians in Israel, in and around Israel, a lot like I do the Germans, which we never, I'm from German heritage. We never hated the Germans. Once the Nazis were gone, we didn't hate the Germans. But we did bomb the Germans um, because we needed to kill all the Nazis. And uh, when it was over, there were still some Nazis alive. And we did hunt those people down and either try them or shoot them if we got into a, uh, a battle with them. Um, but war is war. And when your ideology, I can make the same excuse for the Germans they had gone through things that I believe we did because of Woodrow Wilson. I believe we created the conditions for Adolf Hitler, but that doesn't matter in the end. What matters is will people have the courage to stand up and fight against their own leadership? If it becomes out of control, we're going to have to answer that question. As well, I think. If this doesn't. Look, this is happening all over the world. We don't agree with our leadership. All over the world. But I have zero tolerance of anybody who says gas the Jews. Uh, I have zero tolerance of. Of people who are chanting. There's only one solution. I'm sorry. I have no tolerance for the people who are doing that. I'd like to understand you, but uh, that doesn't mean I excuse you by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know. I am trying very hard to be a better man every day. 
And I don't at this point want to strike out in anger on anything. Our emotions have to be intact. It would help us all to be a little more Spock-like right now because everything we do will have consequences. And what I've been talking about all day today has been what we're doing at the blaze to shore ourselves up because the time is coming when we won't be able to do business. I believe uh, if the world goes into war, there'll be a lot of voices that will just disappear because there cannot be dissent is what they will say. We can't be un-American. And one of the things that we do is, you know, we have, We've done a lot on COVID. We've done a lot on the World Economic Forum. We've done a lot on ESG, uh, transgenderism. We do not play the game because to us, it's not a game. Unfortunately, uh, this last summer, this started under Biden, um, but this last summer, we've reached a breaking point. My my. Facebook page alone is down 90%. Now, I know the ratings and I know uh, the power of this program, and there is nothing, nothing that isn't going up 20, 25, 35%, let alone go down 90%. This is their algorithm, and they started it this uh, summer when we were talking about the Great Reset. I did a special on the dark future. And I said at the top of that, this will probably get us shut down. And and away it did. Everything that we put out online, all of our stories, everything that we do has been demonetized. So what that means is if we are going to have a news division, we can't pay for it. And they know this. And that's why they're doing this to these companies. They're going to put us all out of business if we rely on on advertisement. So earlier today, I announced part of the beginning of Blaze TV Plus. Um, if you go to theblaze.com, we want you to be able to go right directly to our website. And I know people don't do that now, they get it from their newsfeed, but this is a mistake because you're only getting maybe 10% of what I post. So you can go to Blaze TV, uh, sorry, you can go to theblaze.com and get your news. And we have taken all advertising off. There is not a single advertiser. We're hoping that you will join Blaze TV Plus and you will help us because as we showed you last hour, we are doing all kinds of things. We are adding more opinion. We are adding experts uh in in different uh in different realms we are also um doing now documentaries one will come out hopefully every month is our plan uh and it'll be a documentary this one is on lahaina what happened everybody walked away but what really happened there why did it happen what was this thing about the governor saying we're looking into buying the land right away we went in and did our homework, and you'll see what we found uh, next week on Blaze TV+. Plus. Also, we are working on something else, because I believe that the time has come for not only the mainstream media to start responding to us and us stop responding to them, because we're leading the way now. 
the next phase of this. And there are a lot of people that are doing it. Um, but I think we can do a really good job on this. Um, we are going to begin uh, to offer uh, scripted programming. We're really excited about a new series. It uh, takes us in a different direction, but it's a whole new division. So it's not going to affect anything. Uh, we have a new program beginning called Dusty Bluffs, and it's an episodic, and it's our love letter to small town America. Um, it centers around two grown men, or they claim to be grown men, MP and Jer, and they are paper boys for the Dusty Bluffs cassette. Uh, that's the local newspaper. And it's a small desert town in which they both live, and the dudes love their jobs. Um, you know, they deliver papers out of a dune buggy. But when the owner of the Dusty Bluffs, Dusty Bluffs Gazette uh, is wanted by the law and slips out of town, everybody feels betrayed, decides to boycott the newspaper. After the Gazette's lone reporter quits, they're fo- faced with a massive dilemma. Figure out a way to keep the paper, which they never read, going or walk away from the best jobs they've ever had. Uh, Here's a little preview of just some of the (laughs) highlights from these idiots. Made in China. Okay, good. Oh, good. Mr. Bratcher, by chance you know if these vases are from the Dong Dynasty? It's hard to hear you with all that caca in your mouth. Yeah, why don't you take some of that caca out of your mouth? We can smell your breath and clear up here. You might be told about this. No one, dude. Boys, help! Jerry's choking. <laughs> I think we're gonna take off. Nope. Actually. I might just chill for a minute. We'll just chill. It's Tommy! Tom! Colleen, grab a couple precious items and get out of the house. There's a maniac inside. Don't go to sleep. Shut the light! I'm not sure if you'd like to read the news, but... you'll like this it is just silly and fun and feel good and you like everybody in it and it's something the whole family can sit down and uh watch we are doing everything we can to ensure that we have contact with you by combining blaze tv and blaze news we're completing our mission now of providing a safe haven for questioning the mainstream media and the elite's narrative and calling out corruption without for uh, without any fear of deep platforming. If you're if you're a subscriber, you've got it. If you're not already a subscriber of Blaze TV, please go now and please support what we're doing. We're taking a huge risk. Uh, we were going to be put out of business slowly by n- people not allowing advertisement on our stories or we were going to count on you and i would 
I would always bet on you. Uh, if you'd like to join us on this mission, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Get $36 off your subscription with the promo code Glenn Plus. Glenn Plus, blazetv.com slash Glenn. We have a lot of work to do in this country, and it seems like the battle is always uphill, especially when it comes to fighting against the left's constant effort to destroy America from within. Can you believe how clear it is? That people are just intentionally destroying us now? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile company, and they offer dependable nationwide service so you can access any of the three major networks that everybody's on, but you don't have to worry that parts of your bill are going to go fund leftist causes. Send a message to the rest of the country. Do you believe in the Bill of Rights? Do you believe in religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment? Do you believe our military should be the best in the world? 100% U.S.-based customer service team at Patriot Mobile is going to help make switching easy. So whether you're keeping your number, your phone, or upgrading one or both, go to PatriotMobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today when you use the offer code BECK. It's patriotmobile.com slash BECK or 972-PATRIOT. This is how big tech and our ruling elites do it. They decide they want to suppress a story and they use all sorts of tactics and they leverage all the players in big tech to crush it. We have been demonetized more times than I can count for telling the truth about COVID, the BLM riots, government corruption, vaccine safety, that's a big one, and so many more. Stories that we were willing to take the hit on because they were things you needed to know about. We've been demonetized over and over. And honestly, fine, who cares? But what does matter is the truth. Every time they demonetize a story or label it as misinformation and lies, they just suppress it so no one gets to hear the actual truth. Most Americans get their news on social media, in their feeds, and big tech uses the demonetization and misinformation labels as tools to make sure those stories never get to your feeds. Well, we're sick of it and we've decided to get rid of them entirely. We've removed all ads on Blaze News because we've decided rather than being dependent on ad exchanges, we'd rather rely on you. And we're investing in more quality content like expert analysis, insightful commentary, and real authentic investigative reporting. Go to theblaze.com to check out the all-new ad-free experience and see for yourself. I think you're gonna love it. Glenn Beck. We had a uh, a pilot yesterday uh, on Horizon Air uh, try to shut the engines down mid-flight. The captain and co-pilot grabbed him and stopped him and radioed the ground. Here's what it sounded like. Give you a heads up. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit, um, and he uh, doesn't sound like he's causing any issue in the back right now. I think he's the dude. Other than that, uh, yeah, we want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. I love this. I, pilots are just so... Um, that looks like a clear skies. It'll be 73 when we land. I mean, 
the guy tried to shut the pilots or shut the uh, engines down. Don't know why exactly. Um, but uh, engine power was not lost. And uh, they got him out of the cockpit and subdued him. This is one of the stories on uh, on Blaze Media today at theblaze.com. Uh, there's lots of stories uh, on there today that I think you'll find interest. Uh, the lead story is American Jews are rushing out to buy firearms and practice shooting in the face of terrorism abroad and anti-Semitism is at home. It is really horrific to see what is happening here at home with anti-Semitism. Uh, poll finds Americans overwhelmingly support Israel's war on Hamas, but younger Americans defend Hamas. We have a split. If you've gone to school and gone to college, you're split. You've been brainwashed. And uh, slight majority, 51%. 51% of 18 to uh, 24 year olds said the terror attack by Hamas on Israel could be justified could be justified if you are 65 and older 95 percent said israel was right 84 percent of all respondents sided with israel it's a frightening number coming from 18 to 24 year olds 51 percent these are our leaders of the future and they side with hamas the glenn Beck program